It's coming. There you go. I, I sidled up to Ron earlier today and I said, were you thinking about hurricane season when you chose this topic? We're on page 962, if you'd like to know that. And Jesus heals many, and the cost of following Jesus precede this story, and the healing of two demon-possessed men follow. There's some good reading here, so mark this price. Would you stand as I read the scripture, please? Jesus calms the storm. Verse 23, and we'll go through 27. Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Without warning, a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, as you and I might ask, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. The word of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Gail. Yeah, he asked me this morning about that, and I said, well, um, no, it's been over a month coming. About a month ago, just a little preface in here, I didn't even write it down, so I'm going on a bunny trail. Um, about a month ago, it seemed like Satan came in with a bombarding blow to me. Anybody ever have that happen? And for days, it was tough. And my wife came and she kept coming and she said, you've got to get over this. It's not what people have said. They didn't mean it the way that you took it. Because you see, everything that was done and said, Satan uses to bombard you and pull you down. Everything. Doesn't matter what's said. They could say, Hi Bob, and you get totally mad at me over saying hi Bob. That's a, that's what happened. And so through that, I found a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. And as I looked through that, through scripture, through prayer, I realized it's a one on one relationship. I Linda could pray with me. Pastor Sid, I came in to talk to him. And he said, hey, good news, bad news. Good news, it's happening to you. <laughs> bad news, you're going through it. But it's because there's something that you're doing that Satan doesn't like. Something's going on that Satan doesn't like. And he's going to bombard you in anything that you do. And so I went through that until finally the, the, the clouds had to open up. And Christ and the Holy Spirit came in to fill me again. And through that, I noticed our, our, our trio's just finishing up a new recording. And it's about the storm. And as I was listening through all this struggle I was going through, I realized that every single 
song was fitting into my life right there. Things that I needed to do, things that I was going through. And I realized what was happening. But Satan did not like what was happening. But it all fit together and it was all the storm. And like Gail said, this happened a month ago before any of this thing with, uh, with Harvey happened. And I just found it kind of, I kind of, sometimes you look at it and you look at it kind of, uh, well, it's kind of strange that all this comes together at the right time, doesn't it? But that's the way God is. He puts together all these things at the exact time that you need it. Amen? So, bear with me. This sermon was really to me. <laughs> okay? But you guys can share with, uh, with the sermon. But it was to me. I wanted to tell you, you and, and you know, I'm with a gospel group, and, and uh, Cheryl is, is our uh, lady in the group, and her husband does triathlons. You know what a triathlon is? It's, it's where you do... The swimming and the biking and the running, and that's pretty strenuous. And so he's always either biking or running or swimming and training for these triathlons. Now, the big kahuna triathlon is the Ironman. Anybody heard of the Ironman before? I don't remember exactly the... I, I think it's early in the summer it takes place over in Hawaii. But it started back in... Um, and I think it was 1978, a couple of guys got together and one of them said, Hey, I can swim across this water. And the other guy says, Hey, I'm a good biker. Somebody else says, I'm a good runner. And they go, You know, wouldn't it be something if we put this thing together? And, and I bet you I'm, I'm more of a man because I can, I can swim and you can't. And da, da, da. So, they, so they decided to put this thing together. You know how far an Ironman triathlon is? You realize what they do? They, the Ironman, they swim 2.4 miles. I have a hard time swimming part of the pool at the Y. 2.4 miles they swim, followed by 112 miles of biking. 112 miles. And then they run 26.2 miles. Amazing. Well, Michael had the idea that he wasn't going to do that, but he was going to run, he was going to do a half Ironman, which was in Boulder. And that was about a month or so ago, wasn't it? Something like that. It was about a month ago. And he came up to our house, spent the night, and got up there real early. And, and the half was, of course, 1.2 miles swimming, 56 miles of biking, and 13.1 miles of running. So he got to see a lot of Boulder, and they actually they came into Longmont, I guess, for part of it. That's a lot of work and strenuous. And so Cheryl came up, and she's, she's at our house, and she says, I don't know why anybody in their right mind would do this. <laughs> and I said, well, me neither. However, I used to, to run and do you know ultras and marathons and stuff, and I can understand where Michael's coming from, but... Yeah, you're right. Who in their right mind does that? And then I got to thinking to myself, when I became a Christian, people looked at me and said, why in your right mind as a young kid do you want to accept Christ in, in your life and have all these rules and regulations? 
Why do we become a Christian, folks? Why? Because you know that as we go through, as we become a Christian, we always think that what's going to happen is we're going to have everything in our life given to us. There's not going to be a problem. There's not going to be any trials. There's not going to be any storms. We're not going to have to go through anything in our life again because it's going to be a bed of roses. Amen? It's either, Pastor Wales Langford used to say it's either amen or oh me. And in that case, it's kind of oh me. Because it doesn't happen that way. We will go through a storm. You'll, you just better guarantee that you're going to go through a storm. But you have the hope of eternal life with Jesus Christ. Amen? You may go, be going through a storm today, and I don't know what storm you're going through. Could be health. Could be financial. Could be anything. Could be anything. I heard Doug say that he's uh, going through cancer right now. Major storm in your life. God's got it all under control. It could be grief. It could be anything. Could be anything. Well, as I read through this, it talks about the, the very first thing says, they all, all the disciples got in the boat. Well, who are the disciples? Who are these guys? Now, if you look in, in Matthew uh, 4, it talks about the first disciples that Jesus said, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. You remember the story? I'm going to have to put your brains to work this morning with a little bit of stories here and there. Is that okay? Remember he goes out on the beach. This is after he went through the temptation. And he came in and he's walking on the beach and he looks out and he goes, Hey, there! look at those guys. There's, there's uh, Andrew and there's Peter and there's James and John. And they are such wonderful scholars of the Word. They just are super people that know, it, know that. They've got lots of money. And uh, I'm going to ask them to come and be a disciple because they could be a great benefit to this ministry. Amen? No, no. Fishermen of that day were not very well liked. They were not. No, and they, yeah, they stunk too with all the fish and stuff. But there were a lot of them because that was the way of living. That's what they ate. And they got on the Sea of Galilee. Dave was meant, was, had a picture up there of the ark. But I was researching some of the boats that they were on. And I was really surprised. I, I thought they were going to be big big uh, shipping or fishing boats or something. And it's, I think the one I saw that they had dug up in the Sea of Galilee was, was uh, 37 feet by 7.5 feet or something like that, and all open, narrow bottom and stuff like that, so they could get up close to the beach. I probably have all the numbers wrong, but, you know, it's, it's a small boat. It's a small boat. So Matthew 4 talks about the four disciples that he said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men, because they were fishermen. Through Matthew, all the way up to Matthew 10, it talks about the disciples. The disciples went with him. The disciples were with him. They saw all the miracles that were happening. All the things that happened, the disciples were there. But it really didn't talk about their names until Matthew 10. Isn't that strange? I don't know why that happened. I was reading up on it and it was never really, I never found a good answer to that. 
But all the disciples that were there were Peter, he was a fisherman, James, fisherman, John, fisherman, Andrew, fisherman, um, Bartholomew, yeah, he was a noble blood, uh, James the Lesser, Judas Iscariot, I'm, I'm putting Chad to work here, uh, there was uh, Thaddeus or Jude, there's Matthew the Levite, there's Philip, there was Simon the Zealot, and there was Thomas. Out of nearly all of these disciples, most of them were either a fisherman or they were a fisherman. You know what that tells me? God can use anybody in His ministry. Amen. doesn't matter who you are, what your job is. You may, I wish Dean was here. You may smell like fish all the time because you're a fisherman. But God can use you in everything you do. I was really, you know, I, I listened to Doug this morning. And I thought where he's at in that community of homeless, he's ministering and helping folks in that community. I could not go there. You could not go there. But Doug is there to help and direct and pray. And we need to pray for him. Amen? You know, I read, I, 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 like, I always like to go, before I do a scripture, I like to go backwards a little bit in time in the scripture and kind of look at different versions and, and make sure that, you know, what I'm reading in this story, maybe it appears somewhere else and, and what happened before this. And as I'm reading about these disciples, these guys have been discipled and mentored and trained by Jesus for quite a while. They have seen a lot happen. They've been sitting back and watching him uh, do the uh, scripture. If you read the scripture, there's a section about judging others. Like, you know, if you've got a speck in your eye, don't go off and, you know, there may be a timber in your eye. Or, you know, you remember that scripture. Talking about the effective prayer, ask, ask, seek, knock. The golden rule, the, the narrow gate that, that leads, and the wide gate that leads to destruction. Remember all that? False prophets, true, true disciples, the wise builders, you know, they built upon the rock and built upon the sand. Remember all? He's doing all this stuff, and they're listening to him, and they're watching. They're watching him do all these miracles around them. Don't you think they're learning? Don't you think that they're getting. The faith in Jesus Christ and knowing who He is? Wouldn't you? I mean, even from the very first time you became a Christian, as you started reading your scriptures, aren't you getting a better understanding of who God is and who Jesus Christ and what the, what the impact that the Holy Spirit has on your life? Aren't you, aren't you doing that all the time as you're reading, you're growing in Christ? I'm looking at a lot of dead, dead, dead looks out there. Amen. But the scripture right before this, they asked him the question. They said, one of the disciples, and it doesn't say who it was, said, you know, I want to go with you, but, you know, I've, my loved one just died. And I need to go bury the dead. And it seems kind of harsh to me, but he says, let the dead bury their dead. You follow me. It's really talking about the dead in spirit. Let them have their way. You follow me. Don't do what the other people do. Follow me. And I will continue to make you a fisher of men. 
But sometimes there's a little bit of harshness there that they have to listen to. He's explained parables in the past too. Because they're hearing these parables and they're going, What would you say? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by the seed and the weed and, and all that stuff? What do you mean? And he explained it to them. So now we're to the point where we're right at when they're going to go on the Sea of Galilee. And he says, follow me. I mean, he's been doing all this stuff. He's tired. You know, after today, tomorrow, I'm going to be dead tired. And I'm going to need a rest. And Jesus was the same way. He, he, he was tired and he says, let's get on the boat. Let's go away from here because I need time to rest and communicate with my God, with my Father. Let's go. And they, just, they didn't ask, did they? Well, why should we go? They just said, okay, let's go. How many times do we doubt God when He asks you to do something? Let's, let's go somewhere and you go, well, I can't today because I've got this plan that I need to get done today. I need to do this. No. We need to follow Christ when He says go. No matter where you are, Christ can answer our prayers even in the midst of the storm. And He's going to teach them this. One of the songs on our new CD is called The Anchor Holds. And you may have heard that before by Ray Boltz years ago. And it says, it starts off by saying, I've journeyed through a long and dark night. When you're going through a storm in your life, it seems like it will never end. It is a long, dark night. Out in the open sea, but by faith alone, I have fallen on my knees. You need to get, get in touch with Christ and let Him answer your prayers. So I've got seven, I've got seven, uh, uh, seven principles that I want to go over with you today. The first one is, you know, no matter what happens in your life, you're gonna, there's going to be unexpected storms. Unexpected storms. Uh, we were, a couple weeks ago, we were up in Rifle at the prison. And as you drive up, if you've ever, never been to Rifle before, you drive up from Rifle north through, the, through this little two-lane road and you come up to this beautiful, huge reservoir. And it had, where's Bob? Bob, it had, it was big and it was, the water was up and I'm guessing people were fishing and having a good time out there. There were boats, sailboats, speedboats, somebody out there, you know, skiing and they had pontoon boats and they had people fishing along the edge. I mean, they were really having a good time when we went up there. We went up there about a little before noon is when we went, arrived at the uh, prison. <clears throat> you go around and you go to, into the prison and so we checked in and we started this, 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 the uh, service in the afternoon, on Saturday afternoon. And, and as, I'm, as I'm up there and we're singing, I'm looking out that open door and I'm looking out there. There is some dark clouds coming in. And it's starting to get windy. The, the, the trees are blowing and the door's slamming shut on us because we've got it open. And uh, I'm going, wow, we're going to get a storm. We're going to get a storm. Do you think the disciples would have got on the boat had they seen these storms coming up and saying, you know, we're going to get a really bad storm. It's not like Hurricane Harvey where they started days ago or maybe even weeks ago, I don't know, boarding up their, 
their houses because they knew it was coming. I read in the scripture it says, suddenly, suddenly, it, they didn't see it coming. It happened right now. The storm was there right now. You think that came from God? Oh, yeah. Came right then and there. Never, did not give them any warning at all. We have a storm in our life that happens right now. It would be nice, wouldn't it, if we, uh, if we had some time. You know, I think in about a week or two I'm going to come across this storm in my life and such and such is going to happen and, and uh, I can plan for it. I can take time off. I can re- adjust my schedule so I can go through this storm. doesn't happen that way, does it? When you go through a storm, something happens in your life, it happens right now. Unexpected storms are going to happen in your life. It just got to accept it. But you have to know where your help comes from when you go through that storm. In James 1, uh, in James 1 it talks about, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials in, of, all, of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, And perseverance finishes its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Wow. Are you joyful when you're going through a storm in your life? Yeah, probably not. But I can look back at when I was going through this storm, knowing that Christ was there with me all the time. He wasn't asleep. And it made me have a new relationship with God, a new beginning again. And a new fervor and a new passion that maybe I was slacking off on. And then I find it really funny that they said they go running to him because they, they thought he was asleep. They thought Jesus was asleep. When, uh, when you're going through a trial and you're praying, do you think God's really not there? You know, when... When I was praying about a month ago, I was praying and it seemed like my, my prayers were just hitting that, hitting that ceiling. You ever been there? You've you been there before? I have. And you've got to pray harder and harder and harder. And just like Doug said, get behind me, Satan. I know where that's coming from. Get behind me. Lord, hear me. Hear my voice. The Lord is not asleep. I think sometimes God kind of thinks, has kind of a sense of humor when we think that He's sleeping. God never sleeps. Right? He never sleeps. But be, be confident that He's always there with us. He knows what you're going through. He's able to meet any need that you have. Any need that you have today. He's there to help. And in uh, Psalms 121 it says, He... He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither sleep nor slumber. Peace I leave with you, my... This is uh, Jesus speaking in John. Peace I leave with you, my... Peace I give to you, not as the world gives, uh, gives you. Let your heart not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Wow. Don't be afraid when you're going through struggles. Look up to Christ. Amen? 
Then I read in here where they cried out, Lord, save us! We're perishing! We're drowning! We're going to die! Lord, help us! You know, one thing I can say about this is that uh, through, the, through this time that they spent with Him, they really kind of knew who He was because Lord shows reverence. So they, they yelled out, Lord, don't be afraid when you're going through storms to cry out. God knows your heart. He knows what you're going through. Don't be afraid to cry out and say, Lord, I'm perishing. I need you. And also, if you look at this little bit of Scripture, it says, Lord, save us. You know what I saw in that also? This could be the prayer of a sinner. Lord, I'm sinking. I have failed you. Lord, save me. It could be a prayer of a sinner as well as somebody going through a storm. Amen? Psalms 50 says, Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you will glorify me. Do I hear an amen? Besides Dan, do I hear an amen? (laughs) Amen. Now the next one says, the next verse says, Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. He rebuked the winds and the sea. First off, he had to get up and he said, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? So he's already, he may come to you first and rebuke you and say, Why are you not trusting in me? Haven't I been with you? Haven't you seen the miracles performed? Haven't you helped me through all the stress in my life and, and, or all the stress in your life and what you've been going through? Haven't you been, haven't, hasn't God been with me when I lost my job? Hasn't God been with me when I lost my mom and my stepdad and my dad and, and all the troubles, my son through cancer? Hasn't He always been there? Hasn't He been faithful in my life? Then why don't I have faith when a new storm comes up? So He rebukes them saying, Hey guys, come out of it! <laughs> don't you remember? And then, after he rebukes us, he loves us through the rebuking. And then he says, okay, storm. And right like that, it was calm. Did you hear that? I can snap my fingers, by the way. Just like that, it was calm again. You know what? When God answers your prayer in his own timing through that storm you're going through. And I don't care what storm you're going through. If He can calm the storm on a sea with the water rushing in and they're about ready to sink that boat, He can, he can answer and stop the storm in your life. Just, oh Just like that. I lost my snapper. He can do that for you. The calm will come. The peace will come. The peace that passes all understanding. Then he arose and rebuked the winds, and there was a great calm.
Colossians 1 says, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thorns or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. Amen? Wow. Everything holds together. I said in the prayer earlier, I said, you know, it's amazing how people flock to go see the best view of the eclipse. Linda and I didn't have to go anywhere. We could go out in the backyard and put our glasses on and looked up there. But isn't it something that during this time people were looking to heaven? Most of them didn't realize what they were really seeing. Sure, they saw the sun. They saw the moon. They saw the moon go over and block the sun. You know, you know the phenomenal. But, but they really didn't see what it really was. That is God's hand in the works. Do you think that the God of the sun and the moon that can cause this to happen cannot help you through your storm that you're going through today? Jesus is our sovereign Lord. It says, watch, watch and learn from Him as He teaches you in the midst of every storm. Doesn't matter what storm you're going through in your life. Jesus is there and teaching you a lesson. What's the lesson He's trying to teach you as you're going through these things? I know what it was for me. I, it was trust. God can get me through a storm, the storm in my life, and I have to ask those around me for help, for prayer, to come along with me and hold my arms up. Remember the Old Testament when, when Moses was out there and the Israelites were winning whenever he had his arms outstretched and up and he'd start getting tired. Oh, I can't hold those up anymore. And they came and, and as soon as his arms went down, they started losing. So they came and lifted his arms up and they started winning again. Remember that story? I told you I'd stretch your, 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 your Bible knowledge today. As long as he had his arms up, they were winning. God will get you through any storm you have in your life as we, as a loving family, will help to lift them up. And help them to get through this. Amen? And let me read just a little bit of Psalms. Psalms 107. Who all brought their Bible today? I ask that question when we go into prisons. And you know almost everybody has their, their Bible in prison. So you guys are more free than they are to bring your Bible. Psalms 107. Verse starting in verse 23 says, Those who go down to the sea in ships do, who do business on great waters, they see the works of the Lord and their wonders in the deep. For He commands and raises the stormy wind which lifts up the waves of the sea. They mount up to the heavens. 
They go down again to the depths. Man, I'm getting seasick right there. Their soul melts because of the trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble and He brings them out of their distresses and He calms the storm. He calms the storm. As you're being tossed to and fro, in your storm, I don't care what your storm is. You can be going through the worst thing. You know, for me, the, the storm I was going through was the worst that anybody could go through because it was happening to me. <laughs> Any storm we go through, if it's to you, it's probably pretty bad, right? It's just like going to the... Uh, when I go to the doctor, I am the worst patient. And Linda said, Amen. I am the worst patient. If something happens to me, I don't care if it's a cut finger. I cry and moan and groan because it's happening to me. Okay? If I'm going through a storm today, I'm really hurting. And I'm going to feel it. Whatever struggle you're going through today, you're struggling and you feel it. But God is there to help you. And the rest of, your, rest of the congregation is there. Just ask us. To help you get through this. Help, let us help you to lift up your arms as you're going through this so that you can defeat the devil no matter what's coming your way. And you'll come out victorious. Amen? And then what I have learned, when you come through the storm in your life, now it's time to worship Him. It's time to worship Him. Amen? Tell people what you've gone through. Explain how God is so good. He's so faithful. He loves you. He's gotten you through. And how you've gotten through. You know, I, I, look, I look at what's, what the last uh, verse says here. The men marveled. Now, why should they marvel? They've seen it before. Okay? But they marveled. They marveled and said, Who can this be that even the winds and the waves obey Him? Wow. Worship God when you come through this and share what God has done in your life. Because how, how are you going to know what God's done for me if I don't tell you? How are the unsaved going to know what you've gone through unless you share with them and tell them that you serve an almighty God that is able to get you through every storm of your life, no matter if it's cancer, no matter if it's a loss of a loved one, no matter what you're going through today, God's there and can help you get through. And you know, our, through that, our spiritual life is going to be anew. We're going to start fresh today I've gone through this. That's in my past. That happened yesterday. But today and tomorrow, I'm going to serve my Lord Jesus Christ and worship Him and share Christ and be joyous in everything I say and do. A new, a life. You remember what happened? You remember, uh, think back. Some of you may have been a day or two ago. Some of you may have been a long time ago. Remember when you first became a Christian? Remember that? 
Remember that time? You were so down and so discouraged and your life was falling apart and you finally had to look up and say, God, save me. I'm perishing. Come into my life. Take away the burden of my sins. Take it away and fill me with your peace and your love. And he did. He actually did. Jesus Christ heard my prayer of forgiveness and came into my life. You remember that feeling that happened when, you, when that happened? The whole burdens fell away. And I'm glorious and I'm free and there's no more chains of sin. There's nothing holding me back from my Jesus. Remember that feeling? That can happen when you get through a storm. And you're so down and beaten. And you're so beaten up that you just don't know what, what's going to happen the next day. And God comes in and revives you and brings you up again. And all that is gone again. You're going, woohoo! I am free! Satan, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, buddy. No, no, you're not my buddy. Goodbye, guy. <laughs> goodbye. Think of that. You're fresh and anew. Be overflowed with thankfulness. Be overflowed with thankfulness. Michael and his Iron Man. He finished. He got, he got through his. He got through his uh, swimming. Saw all these people passing him in the water. <laughs> He's a big guy. He's about six four, two forty, whatever. He's he doesn't look like a triathlete. He gets through the water, came out, took a little longer to change and get into his bike stuff. He rode and rode and rode and up the hills and down the hills. And he said when he changed clothes, when he changed into his running shoes, he said, that was it. He said, oh man, I can't go another step. And he thought, well, I'm going to finish this no matter what. I'm going to finish this. You know what? When you're going through life, we need to finish this because we know that we have a hope of eternal life with Jesus Christ. I know when I get to heaven, the first person I'm going to see is Jesus, my Lord. And I'm going to praise Him and shout and sing. Some people that can't sing today are going to be able to sing. Amen? And I'll see, my, I'll see my mom and my dad and those that have gone on before me. I'll see a, a sister that was like 20 minutes old that I'll be able to see. You know, I'll see that, but I'll be able to praise the Lord. I have a goal in mind. It's not to finish the Iron Man, although sometimes it feels like I'm going through an Iron Man. But I'm going through life. And each little hill as I get over it I can praise the Lord and say boy there's a downhill now thank you Lord for getting me on top again thank you God for getting me through that storm are you going through a storm today are you going through a storm in your life
There's a song that says, and, and you know what? It's in the hymnal. It says, Wonderful Peace. It says, Peace, peace, wonderful peace, coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray, in fathomless billows of love. Wow. Isn't that great? And the last thing is, when, when the disciples and Jesus got off that boat, they said, okay, we're done. We're never going to get on a boat again. We're done with this, uh, with this thing we call Christianity. We're not following you anymore, Jesus. They didn't say that, did they? They started anew. And they went. And the next verse in there, after they did this, they went out and started ministering again. Healing people. Helping people. That's what happens when you go through the, the, the storm of life. When God gets you through it, praise Him, worship Him, share what Christ has done, and go on going on. What's the, what's the term we use? Keep on keeping on? Yeah, keep on keeping on. Go on and share what Christ has done for you. Put on the whole armor of God. Would you stand with me today? You guys have been so patient and I probably should have stopped hours ago. But If you're going through a trial today, and I'm sure you are, we can't have a... We can't have a, a people, in the, people in the service today without trials and storms in our life. Amen. I'm just going to give a few minutes. If you want to come to the altar to pray, I would love to pray with you. If you're, you, don't, you don't need to, you can stand right there, sit right there, and God will hear your prayer right where you are. But I know you're going through stuff. And you need to just trust in the Lord that He will get you through that storm no matter what you're going through. And help, let us know so that we can help you and hold you up in prayer. Amen? I'm not going to take, keep you long. Lord, Heavenly Father, thank You for this time. Thank You for speaking to our hearts. Thank You for speaking to my heart. I thank You for getting me through the storm that I was going through. And I pray, God, if, if somebody is going through something in their life that it's just, it's just dragging them down and Satan's just having his way, I pray, God, that you would just defeat the devil and get them 
the comfort and the and the joyful faith in you, God, that that can only come from you. And I pray you just help them. Give them grace, love, comfort. Be with them now, Lord. Be with us now, Lord, as we as we leave this building, as we leave this place that we're not leaving your presence, that you will continue to be with us. Guide us in every activity that we that we do. And we ask these things in your name. Amen.